To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. This episode is also brought to you by pbandjoey.com. Simple, honest, and delicious. Go to pbandjoey.com for the all-new dark roast coffee. That's pbandjoey.com for more information. pbandjoey.com. Hey, folks, open an account today with Weeble, and with just a $100 deposit, you'll get four free stocks. And if you refer a friend, you'll get two more. Such a simple way to start a portfolio with the power of a desktop, tablet, or cell phone. With Weeble, you'll get zero commission fees, access to pre-market trading, and in-depth analytical tools for more advanced users. If you want to support this program, go to positivesarcasm.com, click on the Weeble banner in the contact section. That way, I'll get free stocks, and you'll get free stocks. Now, that's something most of us can agree on. Terms and conditions do apply. See Weeble.com for more information. Thank you to Weeble, and please trade responsibly. Housewives, so they're generally hitting the Moscato too because they need something sweet in their lives because their husband is sour. That ring on your finger? Some pygmy died digging that out of a hole for you to say I do and ruin some guys like you know look at that dude he's got a hernia shaped like a bag of pretzels that he just you're ate. going to Thailand you're going to smash some dude going over there for guy time but it's not with his buddies what does it say on the bottle well if it says that on the bottle why did you put it on your head all these actors did was shut their mouths because they didn't want to be run out of Hollywood now a bad batch of Chinese food has you blowing insurance premiums on vitamin fucking really? D too much That's what we're I going sound like Bill Maher really John really? really we can't do this anymore auntie i'll see you at the bar mitzvah almost like it never existed but it fucking did so do me a favor go yourself Jay here, PositiveSarcasm.com, recorded here from the sandbox. Like, subscribe, share, donate, PositiveSarcasm.com, slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Hey, this is a bonus episode. Because I spent most of uh, last podcast about what would happen if aliens were to attack, I completely didn't do any uh, Q&A from the dig. So, I'm going to just... Might as well, since I have a moment, I'm going to go ahead and throw another bonus episode out there so you guys can get some content and listen to everybody's first world problems. So, if you have questions, concerns, comments, you can email me directly either through my website, just go to the contact section, positivesarcasm.com, leave your information there, or email me directly, positivesarcasm at outlook.com. Hi, buddy. Hi, my best boy. There we go. All right, so let's go ahead and just do a quick uh, run through of dig.com's Q&A. Hey, you can't, would you... Just, just, hold on, Chase. Hold on. I'm going to pet you while I do this, okay? I promise. There we go. All right. Actually, yeah. There. Covers your face. All right. So here we go. I'm just literally just going to go straight to Q&A because I didn't do it last week. Ready? Here we Was I wrong to deny my daughter the birthday cake she asked for because I knew her brother wouldn't like it? I have two kids, a daughter eight and a son five. My son is a picky eater and has very intense likes and dislikes. He likes enough foods and gets enough calories that our pediatrician is not concerned. But trying to introduce new foods has always been a dramatic struggle. My daughter is a much better eater and generally does not complain about what is being served or trying new tastes and textures. My daughter's birthday was last week and she requested a strawberry cheesecake. Mm. 
She said it's her new favorite after recently trying it when visiting a friend. I've always baked a chocolate cake from scratch for all my kids' birthdays. Both my kids like chocolate cake, and it is easy, fun, and tradition. Easy, fun tradition. I know my son would not like cheesecake and would throw a fit when we served dessert and didn't want her to eat. So I explained this to my daughter, and she was sad but understood. I made the chocolate cake like normal. Everyone enjoyed it, and her birthday dinner went off without a hitch. I mentioned this to a couple of friends, and they think I handled it wrong. They said that not by not giving my daughter the cake she asked for, especially for her birthday, I was teaching her that she needs that her needs will only ever come second to her brother's. They also mentioned that they think it is this is evidence of a larger pattern in which I rely too much on my daughter's easy go with the flow nature to mitigate her brother's tantrums. I was shocked to hear this. It's only a birthday cake, and yes, my daughter is the easier child and can be reasoned with at my, a level my son can't yet. So I do ask her to be a good role model to her for her brother and be the one to compromise when their wants are at odds with one another. But these are good skills for her to have in life and will build a strong foundation for her to be a good person as she grows up. My son will get lessons too. We'll get these lessons too. But I'm not going to make him suffer in the meantime for the principle of it when his sister is happy to go along with what I tell her. I'm just not sure if my friends have a point and if I'm actually doing something wrong here. Any advice? Well, okay. You know what? Um, I'm Look, if you're going to celebrate somebody's birthday, yeah, you celebrate their birthday and you kind of give them what they, what they want. Now, I'm going to give you... I think it would be a pass on this one because... You're, you're questioning it, and as a parent, it's important that you you quit. I think it's I think it is it's important that you question uh, some of the actions that you take. Now, it is good to know that look, your daughter, even on her best day or her most valued day, she's not always going to get everything that she wants. Totally understandable. And for this year, that is evident. But maybe if she wants a strawberry cheesecake next year, it would make sense to get her that, and your son is going to have to fucking deal with it because. Like your friends, like your friends say, it's not his birthday. He can have what he wants on his birthday. But for this year, you made a decision. She understood, which is great because she, well, she'll ever. You know, it's funny. You could give her strawberry cheesecakes for the rest of her life. She's always gonna remember that one time that her brother, not gonna say ruined her birthday, but compromised it, and that will be more than enough. But I think for this year. It's understandable. You made a decision. You're questioning it, but it's not necessarily the wrong decision. So that's totally okay. But next year, if she wants to try strawberry cheesecake and her brother throws a hissy fit, her brother can go pound fucking sand. But you definitely get a pass this year. You made a decision as a parent, and whether it was right or wrong or not even either or, you just you simply questioned it because you care and you want to know. That's all. So it's totally cool. But next year... Definitely go with the New York style strawberry cheesecake. Yeah, totally. All right, move on to the next one. Should I buy medical equipment for my ailing brother who has given me and my husband's lots of lost husbands husband lots of help over the years? What do I owe my siblings, if anything? My husband has been fortunate enough to make a lot of money, and we have agreed long ago that it was for uh, it was for us and our adult sons, not our many deadbeat relatives. My older brother pretty much raised me and helped my husband when starting out brother had a severe stroke three years ago second wife claims they've gone through all their savings and are now $140,000 in debt with all the costs she is trying to guilt me into helping them I do not feel this is appropriate she did quit her job to take care of them but they were improvident and did not buy long-term uh health care insurance okay well anyways 
I ask her why she did not, does not put him in a home or hire a full-time aide, and she says they can't afford it. Second wife had the nerve to ask me. Second wife had the nerve to ask me to help buy brother an oxygen concentrator. It is expensive, twenty-five hundred bucks. I think this is pushing it. She comes off as bitter, so we said no. Now she tells me she will have to launch a GoFundMe because otherwise they will lose their house. This will be extremely embarrassing to my brother, my husband, and me because we are prominent in the community. What do you advise? Well, if your brother helped raise you from birth and he's actually a pretty good dude and he's really having some problems per se, I think, look, any little bit helps. And I think at this point, it, you should at least lend some type of helping hand or whatever you, whatever is not going to put you and your husband at, uh, in a compromising position. Like whatever keeps your, you're going to need whatever keeps your family together. And then if there's anything a little bit left over, then you absolutely, um, you absolutely should help your brother out if you can. If he's always been a good, always been a good family member to you and always helped you out and raised you and made you the person you are, it would make sense that if they are still doing you right, but they really suffered some hardships uh, and a stroke is no exception, then you should absolutely see if you can help. Um, that's, yeah, I just, he was there for you. Try to be there for them. Let's move on to the next one. <coughs> Did my son's zero tolerance school overreact by suspending him for bringing a knife to school? Uh, my 12 year old son is, and I say this lovingly, a huge nerd. He attends a school where a lot of other kids have grown up quickly. He is in seventh grade and many of his classmates are already dating involved in drugs or in home situations where they see unhealthy behaviors but quite frequently as a result his school's discipline system is pretty strict they have a zero tolerance policy for alcohol drugs weapons bullying etc at first this was appealing to me as it made me feel reassured that even his classmates brought illicit items to school the school would still take care of it well this has come back to bite us my son brought a small knife to school as part of his part of an anime costume for a pre-halloween spirit week it was less than five inches in length and apparently related to his favorite show. Small group of friends who gather in a teacher's classroom to watch the show at lunch daily. Because of the zero tolerance policy, my son was immediately suspended for five days. He's completely devastated. He's a good kid who has never gotten in trouble at school, who was dealt with very sternly by the assistant principal, and is now convinced the AP and all the other teachers hate him. He's also worried about what other kids will think. We're not sure how many of the students know exactly what happened or whether rumors will be spread. He bought a knife to school. Setting aside all those immediate concerns, I also feel like the school overreacted, and I'm not thrilled about the idea of sending him back. Can you provide a reality check? Did the school handle this correctly? Did I fail him as a parent because my kid brought a weapon to school? Uh, how can I help him navigate his return to school after the suspension in a way that proves his self-esteem but still helps him understand that what he did was wrong? All right. Did the school overreact? Yes. Did the school not take this on a case-by-case -case basis? Absolutely. If your child is truly a nerd and is one of those people that's like, look, it was a mistake, blah, blah, blah. Five, I mean, this kid cares about school. They should absolutely take that into consideration instead of this zero tolerance policy. I get it. They're trying to keep the school safe, but apparently it's not working. And did you fail as a parent? No, because he brought a knife to school but he didn't stab anybody with it. That's the kicker. You can carry a gun and not shoot anybody. You can carry a knife and not stab anybody. 
That's the difference between good parenting and bad parenting. If your child has a weapon, who knows? I brought weapons to school when I was a kid. Different time, mid-Columbine, but still. I didn't stat, well, I did bring that baseball pat, but I was also part of the baseball team, so I was bringing my equipment to school, and this bitch grabbed it, and I let go of the bat, and it hit her in the fucking forehead, but that fucking bitch deserved it. That being the case, I think the school overreacted, They need, and the teachers need to be there for the child. The teachers need to be there for the child and rest assured that he's, it was an accident, although there is disciplinary action, they are there to help him through the school, and it will no, in no way really be a detriment to his learning ability but if they're if he's if he's convinced that the ap and all the teachers hate him now and they're not going to you know you know soften the situation then you should take your kid out of that school and go to another school if the kid is that smart absolutely okay let's move on to the next one what should i do after a pastor publicly prayed for my bad habits to be healed my daughter-in-law's mother has a brother who is a pastor. Aww. Recently, they held a small Sunday morning service at my daughter-in-law's house. The brother wanted to do a laying on of hands, where he would say a short prayer about each person. When it was my turn, he put his hands on my head and prayed for all my bad habits to be healed. I was mortified. This was in front of my grown sons and other people I know. Everyone has some bad habits, but why would he single out me to shame and embarrass like that? I don't think his intentions were holy. Advice? Well... Probably a Catholic priest or yeah. So they're all about making you feel bad and embarrassing you and shame and stuff like that. So, well, you uh, invited a pastor to your house and uh, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, I mean, there are far worse situations that could have occurred. So I think you got off easy on this one. So whatever. I think you should leave it alone. And do you have embarrassing bad habits? I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. So. That's it. That being said, I, you could talk to the, actually, you could talk to the pastor and ask him what he was referring to, or you can just suck it up and deal with it and move on. Move on to the next one. Should I have accepted a job without knowing how much it paid? Last month, I received a call from my friend Jason, a teacher at our local community college. His department was struggling to find teachers, and he wanted me to teach a class this semester. The students were already two weeks behind at that point. I said I would consider it, and he gave me my name. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, yeah, whatever. A week later, I got a call from Mark, the department, saying he was pleased that I agreed to change the class. I asked what the salary would be, but that he said HR would need a few days to evaluate my resume. He wouldn't even give me a ballpark salary. At that point, the students were three weeks behind schedule. Okay, he started teaching the next day. He would negotiate the terms of my employment later. That I, I agreed. Unfortunately, two days later, Mark was moved to a different position. Since they were in a tough spot, I agreed to keep teaching, even though my contract was not settled. A week later, I messaged Mary, the new head of the department, saying that I was looking to get to terms of my employment. She said she was waiting to hear back from HR. I waited a few more days and followed up. Again, she was waiting for HR. I kept teaching. Later, I sent another email to Mary. She got back to me two days and offered a 75% salary lower than what I used to make other colleges. I was shocked. Calmly called Mary right away, calmly explained that I couldn't accept the salary at, at that point. I had her been teaching over a month. She said that the salary was non-negotiable. I had to decline the terms of the contract and stop teaching the next day. It didn't make financial sense for me to uh, work for a quarter of my usual salary. I feel like they used me. They did. Knowing that I would never teach for a salary that low and I hope I would stay long enough for them to tell me. I helped them in good faith and generally thought it would be fine and acceptable solution. Blah, blah, blah. Unfortunately, they weren't willing to negotiate. 
That's their problem. Feel bad for the students? Yeah, who doesn't? And I don't know what to tell them. They will likely have to retake the class next semester. I also feel bad for my friend who recommended me for the job. Well, they recommend you for the job. You accepted it on open principle terms. And you got screwed over. There's nothing you could have done differently. There's only there's one additional thing that you can do, and that's file a complaint against the school board with the county or whomever are the, whomever the taxpayers are. You absolutely need to file a complaint. Absolutely. You got you got the runaround, and ultimately you got screwed, and ultimately the kids got screwed, as they always do. But you absolutely need to file that report. Loudly. So. Um, anyways, let's do one more. Why are female newscasters allowed to, allowed to wear sleeveless tops? Because they look fucking hot. I have noticed that many female TV anchors and reporters wear skimpy outfits that would be more appropriate at the beach. Men wear always dressed in proper outfits, while many women wear sleeveless tops that do not look professional. Why are women allowed to do this? What do you... What? Who, who gives a shit? What the fuck are you doing even watching TV, you stupid bitch? Just who gives a shit? Just ignore it. It doesn't matter in any way, shape, or form. It doesn't. Women work really hard to look presentable. So because they work that hard to look presentable, they should be given a vast array of options to what they choose to wear. That's it. They work very hard to make themselves look presentable every day. Well, the ones that are attractive or try to be attractive, the ones that are just, you know, sweatpants monkeys, I mean, they can kick rocks, but... These ones, they, because they work really hard to look good, they should be allowed to have anything at their disposal as far as attire. Period. End of sentence. Guys can throw on a suit and all of a sudden they're fucking, you know, oh, he looks great. No, whatever. The suit could be two sizes too big. He could be wearing jeans underneath. Nah, it doesn't fly. Nah. The girls can wear whatever they want. Fox News definitely proved that for sure. So that is the end of this. Um, I guess we'll call it Wednesday leftovers. I used to do this. I used to do Sunday leftovers, but whatever. Wednesday's good enough for me. I mean, is this gonna drop on Wednesday? God, I hope so. I hope I have enough time to do so. I'll make time. Anyways, uh, you can find me anywhere where uh, this podcast is available: YouTube, Facebook, and Rumble. Uh, anywhere podcasts are available, as far as audio downloads, Stitcher, uh, 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 Apple Podcasts, Spotify. All of them, iHeartRadio, and then of course you can uh, download it and record it, listen to it directly from my website, positivesarcasm.com. Like, subscribe, share, posing music, uh, movie reviews, questions, concerns, comments, donate, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. I'm even on Venmo for Christ's sake. You can just look me up on there, positive sarcasm, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, we're done here. 16 minutes. We did all the q and I'm going to go play with my dog. Thank you for listening, watching, subscribing, and I'll talk to you all in the next podcast. Recorded here from the sandbox this has been a positive sarcasm presentation
spend the night. When I woke up late in the afternoon, Jake, taking all the things from inside his room. I found myself thinking in the